0: Hello there and first I want to thank you for choosing to spend your time listening to this podcast. I'm Judith Stafford and I'm passionate about championing older women. I created the ancient wisdom of women as a resource for women in their second half of life help them connect with their wisdom and so that they could learn to love themselves and their life just that little bit more in this series of podcasts i'll be talking about what it means to be a woman in the second half of life today i'll be delving into the issues that concern us the most these will be focusing on The changes we go through, the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual changes. And my aim in these podcasts is to let you know that you're not alone, that there's lots of women out there just like you, and I'm one of them. And I hope you will enjoy these and find them useful. In this podcast, I'm going to be talking about our attitude towards aging. This is carrying on from the blog that I wrote for February. Don't worry if you haven't read it, cuz I'm going to go over most of most of it in this podcast. And it's about how the second half of our life should be seen as a transition and not an ending. So, move over Doctor Who. Regeneration is for women. In midlife, I think too many of us seem to see growing older as an ending. It's the end of our youth, the end of our fertility, end of our periods. Hooray, that's got to be a good thing. And even the end of our attractiveness and visibility to men, which might be a blessing as well. After all, I'll be very glad if I don't have to hear some bloke asking me to give him a smile or worse again. But I think this attitude to ageing, I think it's a shame, because despite what many people think, there are actually some benefits to getting older. So instead of seeing ageing in terms of a loss, I think we should see it as a transition. And that transition's one that opens us up to new opportunities, to the ways that we can live our life. Now, life naturally moves in circles, and women, particularly, move from one phase to another throughout their lives. And we shouldn't see any of these stages as better or worse than the others, but we need to accept that each of these stages has a different emphasis. During our 40s and 50s, we experience one of those transitions. The most obvious symptom of this is the menopause. And it's all perfectly natural. So instead of fighting it, I think we'd be far better off if we embraced it instead. Because when we do, midlife can be a time of renewal and regeneration. And it might seem quite strange for me to describe this part of our life as a time of renewal and regeneration. After all, we're actually getting older. But what I mean is by this is that we actually experience a renewal of our relationship with ourselves. And for regeneration, I don't mean that it happens in a Doctor Who way, although that'd be really fun if it did, but it's a form of rebirth. It's a time when we can throw off all the restraints and shackles of who and what societies those were supposed to be. And we can truly become ourselves. Now, for me, when I was in my teens, twenties, I used to make I used to make my own cosmetics and, and and my own wines as well, with varying successes. And I stopped doing that a lot as I I don't know didn't have the time, just didn't think about it. And I've started doing that again now. And I've really enjoyed making my own cleansers and things like that. I did have a go at some of the wines, but they weren't quite as nice as I remember them being. Well, that's probably because when I made them, I was younger and I couldn't afford to drink anything decent. So they were a cheap way of getting drunk. <clears throat> but obviously now I can afford better. <laughs> so it's one of those things that... Um, we don't know, there's lots lots of different ways we can find for renewal and regeneration. But I think it was very interesting that, I think aging is a mindset and we should see it as that. So it's easy to dwell on all the negative points of being an older woman. After all, in our society, it's so focused on young, young being, women being young and attractive that it overlooks our value as we get older. And instead it saddles up with corrosive stereotypes like, oh, the mad cat lady. <laughs> but I think aging, like so many other things, it's also about mindset. And how you feel about growing older is very often going to be how you're going to experience it. So wouldn't it be better instead of dwelling on the losses that you think you've endured instead how about focusing on to make them making the most of this our second half of life after all women are living on an average to well into their 80s my mum's 93 so hopefully you'll have quite a lot few more Thirty, thirty 30 more, or whatever, years left. So and now is very much the time to think about what you really want to do with them. So how can we make this time a positive one rather than a negative one? Well, everyone's situation will be different. I mean, it'd be lovely, wouldn't it, to be financially sound, have a fantastic job, fulfilling relationships and have very few obligations that tie you down. But hey, life just isn't like that for most of us. You might have children living at home, parents getting on and needing a bit of your more help, a job that sucks, and thoughts of retirement still years and years and years and years off. But even so, I think there's still plenty of things to be grateful for. And I think now is the time that we should actually start embracing selfishness. Now you hardly ever see the menopause portrayed in any positive lights. But once your hormones have settled down and if you're relatively healthy, it can have some unlikely benefits. There's a theory that the drop in oestrogen and progesterone experienced when we go through the menopause, well, perimenopause and menopause, actually causes a reduction in women's nurturing instincts. Now, this would then means that there's a shift in our primary focus away from selflessly caring for others towards wanting to do more things for ourselves. Now there isn't actually, well, I haven't found any proper evidence for this, but it's cropped up in quite a few things that I've read. I think Caitlin Moran brought it up as well. So just because it hasn't been proved, probably means that nobody's looked at it yet and bothered to do any research because they're Men, they're probably men in charge of it who really aren't that interested. So, but when this does happen and you start to find yourself being a bit more selfish, this change is unlikely to be particularly welcomed by those people in your life, like your children and your husband, and maybe your colleagues if you've let them walk over you a little bit, or the people that actually came, you used to come first, but these nurturing hormones diminishing have actually given us a bit of an advantage here because it means that we're actually less likely to care. So it'll relieve the guilt that most women tend to feel when they start prioritising their own happiness. I remember, I don't know how old I'd be, 12, 14, when my mum decided that she was going to have the biggest and best piece of cake for herself one time, instead of giving it to me or my sister. I remember being outraged that she didn't give it to us, preferably me. And when I think about that now, I think how terrible that was, but she'd always she'd always let us have it. So I think that if you if you mention to those people that they're being a bit selfish, they'd probably be quite horrified to think that they are. But maybe if they thought about it a bit, they'd realise that yeah, maybe maybe it is time for you to have that biggest bit of cake. So just don't let yourself be cowed by accusations of selfishness from your family, or for anyone else. After all, it's in the best interests of all those people who depended on your often free time and your dedication to, to others, that kept you in that role. Hey, you've done your time. So in Stendler, in instead of more years of endless self-sacrifice. How about helping to break down the harmful taboos and destroy all those limiting stereotypes that have been designed to keep us women invisible and doing all the dirty work. I I also think there's another thing that's very much going to make our lives a lot happier. And that's by learning to love our wrinkles and flabby bits. I know I haven't managed it yet, but I am working on it. Because as we get older, our bodies change as well. And I think that can be one of the hardest side effects of menopause for a lot of women, because the emphasis is so much on women being young and attractive. So that thickening waist, those wrinkles, and those dodgy toenails, <laughs> they can certainly, they don't appear to be an advantage. But I think this depends on how you look at it. It can actually be liberation instead of just being a sorrow. Because for the first time since puberty, you're not at the mercy of your hormones. And the urge to reproduce. Now you can live your life for you instead of just for others. Of course, this doesn't mean that you're going to give up and stop caring for your loved ones, but it does mean that you might have to let them know that you also want to find some fulfillment outside of your job and your family as well. Now, another of those advantages of getting older is that you no longer need to be attractive to men in order to reproduce, because you can't reproduce. So that means that you no longer have to adhere to those constraints of conventional beauty. This means that if you don't want to put up makeup in the morning or wear those heels anymore, then don't. But if you do enjoy the ritual of putting on makeup, and if you just love strutting your stuff in skyscraper heels, then go ahead and do it. It's completely up to you. You should please yourself, what you wear and how much time you spend on your appearance. If you want to, you can embrace those hairy legs, and that graying hair and dress up in those flamboyant outfits that you've just been dying to wear but didn't dare. Or if you just want to slob around in your trackies, then go ahead. It's your choice. Others may disapprove, but just don't you let anyone impose their idea of what they think is appropriate for your age. You certainly don't have to fade into the background just because you dared to get older. This is your time. The second half of your life is your opportunity to take a journey towards self-knowledge. It's a chance to remember who you were before you grew up and took on all those responsibilities, like your career, family, children, running a home, all those other things. Then you can decide what it is, it is you want to take with you and what you want to change or leave behind as you embark on this exciting new phase of your life. You might not know exactly what it is you want, but this time in your life is when it's time to find out. These changes don't have to be massive. You don't have to give everything up and go and live in a cave or ditch your husband for a younger model and ride off on the sunset on a motorbike, although you can if you want to, of course. You could just go for maybe a change of style, wearing, wearing more colour, dyeing your hair pink. You could take up a new hobby, or go and visit places you've always wanted to go. Or you can just spend more time reading in the garden. The choice is yours. So, are you going to sit around and mourn the loss of your youth while you count your wrinkles and gray hairs? Or are you going to embrace your age, get out there and be your best self without giving a uh, stuff about what others think? I know which one I'm going to be doing Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear from you. So to connect with me or find out a little bit more about the ancient wisdom of women, just hop over to my website at judithstafford.com. Catch you next time. Bye.